everyone, and welcome on into Betting the High Line, your go-to destination for all your picks, parlays, plays, analysis, and cheetah print pajamas around the beautiful game. Brought to you by the Book It Sports Network. Download the Book It app today. I'm Tom Viola, joined as always by my man in Bogota, Taylor Wilson. Taylor, it's been two weeks. We took a hiatus last week because, hey, life gets in the way sometimes. We were both slammed with work, did not have time to record a pod, but we are back we are running. How are you doing today? Well, I'm sure our listeners assume that, you know, when we, they didn't see the pod hop into their uh, preferred podcast app last week, that we were going the way of the Super League, Tom. We were creating our own spinoff, uh, you know, who knows, going rogue, pirate radio, you can't find us anymore. Uh, but those negotiations fell apart and we are back uh, similar to the European, the failed European Super League. Uh, I'm doing good, Tom. You know, we're coming off of another rough uh, best bet slate, another good non-best bet slate. That's just kind of how we live life at this point. We won't mention it beyond that. Um, And, uh, you know, a a fun prem slate here and the top four races heating up. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens in those Champions League semis uh, in the second legs next week as well. That's right. Whole lot of action going on. And let's start by talking about that top four race, because Leicester, the math shakes out in their favor as it stands. That we know. And they're heavily juiced. DraftKings, shout out to DraftKings. That's where we get most of our lines here. We'll shop around, see if we can find something better for you. But because DraftKings is offered in a wide variety of states and their betting menu is so large for the beautiful game, we like to use them because it gives you the most options and most variety. But Leicester currently sits at minus 700 to finish in the top four. They have 62 points. They sit in third, four above Chelsea, and seven above West Ham. Now, West Ham is six to one to climb over them because, let's face it, Chelsea, they're playing like one of the best teams in the world right now. They're finishing top four. Yeah, I I mean, I've been saying that for a while. I think, you know, that West Ham game last week, uh, we didn't do a pod before to talk about it, but – uh, that was a true six-pointer, a true like 60-pointer, really huge game that I, I thought could have gone either way with Chelsea's head in a lot of different places, you know, different competitions. You never know what they're going to do to prioritize. Uh, and they did what they needed to do, really good defensive performance against the Hammers, got that win. And, uh, you know, three points up on them right now, four points up on Liverpool. Spurs still in that conversation and Everton, it feels like Everton's had just games in hand all season. So that continues to be the kind of beacon of hope. And as you mentioned, that, that's because they have, because they never, reco- they, they never rescheduled like their Aston Villa game or something. Yeah. It's just, it's just out there uh, in the, yeah. in the abyss. Um, I mean, you mentioned before we started recording Tom, that uh, it's a fairly favorable schedule for your toffees other than the final match day with uh, Man City there. Leicester, less so. Their last three games, they have a United game. They have a Chelsea game. Uh, I Let me, as I pull up in great podcasting form, the schedule, they have a Spurs game on the final match day. So those last three are brutal for Leicester. They also have an FA Cup final in that mix as well, but they do have Southampton and Newcastle here in the next two to try to kind of get enough of a cushion to where they could almost lose, you know, all three or two of those three and potentially still be in fine shape. You know, there's plus prices, plus money all, all all over the place as far as the teams that are on the outside looking in right now. You mentioned West Ham six to one, Liverpool two to one, Tottenham nine to one, and your Everton boys at twenty to one. 
you know, I, it's weird because this is, we've considered this a wide open top four race the whole time. I think with the assumption, Tom, that Lester would fall out and would have fallen out sooner. But now that they've created this cushion, I mean, I don't, you know, we're trying to find narrative here. We're trying to find something to get excited about. I still think West Ham is in the mix. I'm not going to overreact to them, you know, losing to Chelsea, as you said, they had a terrible result against Newcastle before that, which that's fair to react properly to that. But I do think West Ham can still get something out of this uh, final stretch of the season. The problem is it's increasingly it's looking like Chelsea's not going to drop out. So you really need Leicester to basically lose those last three games, I think, the United, Chelsea, and Spurs games, and hope that they're also focused on the FA Cup final in that stretch. Um, because I don't think anyone's leaping Chelsea necessarily with the form that they're in. The only Chelsea argument is, you know, Champions League, Champions League, Champions League. They put all of their eggs into just trying to win that bad boy this year and not even worrying about the top four race. Uh, But as we've said all season long with Chelsea, the problem with that is they could rest everyone and their second team can go out there and get results as well. So They have great depth. And the other thing is that they're not doing that because that Chelsea-West Ham game was so pivotal for the top four race and it kept West Ham in fifth and vaulted Chelsea up into a little more security and four, three points ahead of West Ham right now. Um, You also have to look at the schedules. For Everton, there is a path. At 20 to one, I don't hate it because there's a path. Aston Villa is their next game up, then West Ham, then Sheffield, then Wolves. This could all come down to Manchester City on the final game of the season in a real Ted Lasso situation for them, which would be <laughs> absolutely incredible. The, the yeah, well, path I'm... for Chelsea is much tougher. Oh, no doubt. They, you've got Fulham, City, Arsenal, Leicester, Villa. Yeah. Now, the Villa and Fulham games, obviously not quite as bad, but City, Arsenal, and Leicester, I don't know. Can you really consider Arsenal up there? But you, the fact that you have to play City and Leicester, two teams that are in front of you and City looking to close out the Premier League season with the title. Obviously, they've pretty much already clinched it, but they still have a little ways to go to officially do so. That's going to be that's going to be a tough one. Leicester, meanwhile, they have a very mixed bag. They have two really great games coming up: Southampton and Newcastle. Those are both very winnable. After that, the road gets tougher because you have United, then the Chelsea game that we talked about, and they finish off the season with Spurs, who can do weird things. So continuing that schedule convo, Tom, I mean, the value, my least favorite value, of course, out of these outside looking in teams is Liverpool and also just the team. I don't want to be betting in any way, only plus 200. But I will say, here's the case. If we want to do the schedule thing. If they somehow beat Man United this weekend and, you know, keep in mind, Man U, it is a huge rivalry game, but they don't need any United doesn't need anything from that game in terms of the the league form and all that they're set in the top four. They're also focused probably on trying to win the Europa league, just, you know, have some silverware. Um, if Liverpool somehow wins that game or even gets a draw, their last four after that Southampton at home, West Brom away, Burnley away palace at home. I mean, they could win all four of those. I know it's Liverpool, you know, they're going to probably slip up and draw two of those in some gross way. Just try to pick which of them they are. They've drawn three on the trot right now, Liverpool and all comps. But just saying, if they get something out of that United game, those last four are very winnable for Liverpool. They are, and it's going to be—it's going to be interesting to see. I, I'm excited for this top four race and how it's going to finish out. What's Liverpool sitting at right now? They are so in the table. They're in sixth, only uh, four points off of a top four spot. Which you know, at this this kind of business end of the season, the difference between three and four points is massive. 
Um, so they've got some work to do. They need, I mean, the biggest thing with all these, these guys, they just, the conversation continues to be who slips up because they're hit. There will only be, now there could be a fit spot if uh, Chelsea goes out and wins the champions league, by the way, Tom, that's one uh, wrinkle to this that I think we should not uh, ignore. Actually uh, the same goes for, for, uh, for the other side of that bracket too, with city. So uh, <clears throat> that's a possibility in this as well, that we should be considering and a both possible of these fifth teams- English team. And both of these teams are in position. If Ch- Chelsea, a little less so than than City, yeah. but P- PSG pulled off a signature choke job in the second half of that first leg. May- we could get an all English final, and that would guarantee the fifth place team getting in, which changes the entire conversation. And frankly, I, I, I mean, that changes the Champions League conversation. But the thing that it doesn't change, of course is you still don't finish top four. And the bet isn't to make the Champions League. You have right. to remember so on that. The, on the betting side, it actually doesn't even change it. Um, that's a great point. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah. Although, you know, so, well, that that becomes a classic, like, you know, when a team down the stretch in a game is playing for the game and not the spread, and you, of course, have the points, and you're like, yeah. oh, man, like, are you not aware of the points? Like, figure out what the points are. It's like, it's going to be the same thing where it's like, no, 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 like, fifth isn't good enough. And they're like, yes, it is for what we want. It's like, no, not for what we want. Uh, it's going to be one of those situations. Going to be calling up, uh, calling up the West Ham owner saying, no, 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 you have to go out and win yeah. this game and finish fourth. You don't understand my ticket. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 actually uh, have a, I, I actually have a wild story about something like that. I'll tell off camera. Okay. <laughs> Looking forward to it. So, um, so yeah, that's a good, that's a very good point. Uh, so, you know, keep in mind it is you are betting the top four. You always look at the, the fine print or even the yes, big print on these bets. Those, those are very important. Now let's jump into the Premier League slate this week and let's start off Crystal Palace versus Man City. Palace plus 950, City 315, the draw 400, the draw $4 even. Um I'd be looking here at City minus 1.5 because you know, we're always looking to make a play on Manchester City. Uh it's even money. Here's my problem. They just played a very, very tremendous midweek game against PSG in the Champions League. Yes, they're, they're going to rotate out the whole squad here. And yes, Crystal Palace, they should be able to win this game. But I think that I'm going to stay away from City on this one. I, I think this is a bet that I don't want to make because I don't know that they win this game by two goals. They might only win it by one because this, this team isn't... This team doesn't need points and this team really needs a Champions League. I don't see them trying very hard in this game. And I know that that's not really the way that you want to be handicapping. That's very much, I, as my buddy puts it, that's the, that's the tout state of mind. They play off the, oh, are they going to be motivated for this? And obviously we here are not touts. Everything is always free. Um, also, if we were a tout service, we'd be a terrible one given our record this season. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't like this game because I don't think that I, I don't think City is going to have the legs to go out and win by two goals. They're probably going to do it, but I don't really know that I want to bet that at even money. So my counter to that is it, Palace doesn't really need anything from this game either, and the same thing with City. You know, as we've mentioned with Chelsea, like. They're probably, you know, so you think about that back line. Like maybe they sit Ruben Naz, they bring in Nathan Ake, who's been hurt a lot this year. Like they'll try out some things like that. Maybe they experiment with where they're playing Phil Foden. Aguero has like no longer been a choice for his teamer. Maybe they try to get him some minutes. Like there's going to be a lot of those guys that come into the team. <clears throat> None of that matters to me. I still think they're much better than Palace and and very well could hammer them. That's fair. Um, 
So I don't, you know, even is fine with me. I, I think I'm, I'm probably right. taking City on the goals right. there. By the way, if Kevin yeah. De Bruyne plays in this game, lock Pep Guardiola up for life. Just, yeah, just throw out. away the key. It, you, you do not play KDB in this game. He has been dealing with injuries. You need him for that second leg. Don't, don't you dare put him in this meaningless game against Crystal Palace. Totally. Well, no matter who starts, like I'm, I'm excited for the starting 11 t- tweet that City puts out because all the City fans, uh, you know, all 11 of them, am I right? Uh, yeah. Are, are going to be like, uh, you know, any any like choice starter who plays in this game, they're going to be pissed off about. So I will see. I'm sure I'll put a couple of them and maybe, you know, maybe I wouldn't hate, and gets a few I minutes. Wouldn't hate seeing Phil, I wouldn't hate seeing Phil of the future in there. Yeah. Get, get uh, him, get him some more time as a starter. I actually have a friend who's an OG City fan, like was a fan of the team before they made the Prem. Since the 1960s. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, well, you know, kids these days don't even understand City was like, uh, you know, Terrible. Aston Villa once once upon a time. So, And not even like 70s, 80s Villa. They were, you know, City were actually bad. Now they're a Petro club. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, Meanwhile, yeah, give me City on the goals. Meanwhile, Everton, of course, the Venezuela of oil clubs. <laughs> Have the oil money, still can't do anything with it. Let's move on. Brighton leads. Brighton plus 114. Leads plus 245. The draw plus 245. What? That's all I got to say in this one. What? Bad prices, right? <clears throat> Terrible prices. Brighton, I, look, I get it. Brighton is a team that I don't like to bet against very often because they are weird. They're, they're almost as unpredictable as Everton, but this Leeds team is significantly better. Yes, they're on the road, but plus 245, it's not like there are fans in the stands in England. G- give me Leeds all day here. Leeds plus 245. Yeah, we're fully aligned on that, Tom. I mean, you put this thing in a vacuum for getting oh, right, the home games. Oh, totally. Uh, 100%. <laughs> um, but there, you have to play the math on some of this stuff. Like, you know, I, I understand, look, soccer, you're adding a third possibility on these money line plays and I, I had that Fulham four to one play a couple of weeks ago in the Arsenal game that crashes in the 97th minute. And you start to remember why maybe you try a spread number on some of these, but there's not really a good plus half goal number for leads uh, in this game, which would be the other place I'd look. So when you see the price is completely out of whack like that, I think you have to jump on it, take the big value for leads. And by the way, Tom, it's kept moving in the right direction. Uh, you said 245 now. I think it was 230 just like a few hours ago. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I looked at the, the injury report. There's no major leads injuries. Uh, I just, I, you know, I, I think it's the unpredictable factor and people are thinking, oh, it's about the home team. But that doesn't make sense there at all. Uh, so, yeah, give me the value. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, maybe check the lineups, but this, this leads should win this game. That's just that's just the bottom line on it. I don't understand why why they wouldn't be favored by that, especially by that much. But this Brighton team can play some play, some teams tough. We'll see what happens. But we're going to be on leads in that one. Chelsea minus two fifteen. Fulham seven to one. The draw plus three twenty. Under two and a half minus one twenty five. Might consider here. Uh, I like Chelsea minus one minus one twenty two. I don't want to go the, the full minus one and a half because it goes back to what I was saying about Manchester City. Uh, this team's going to be a little more tired. They played a really tough Champions League game midweek, and I don't like betting off. I don't like betting the teams that play on Wednesday on the weekend. They have proven this season that they come out in these games tired and flat and focused on the Champions League. I think Chelsea could be in one of those spots here. 
Chelsea minus one would be my play. That being said, I'm probably not touching this ball game. So that under, uh, it sounds like the price is is moving the wrong direction. I already have this locked up at under two and a half minus 112 uh, for this game. I, I think you mentioned it's in like the 120s now. I So this, you know, on paper has the makings of just a classic trap game. Fulham needs this so much more than Chelsea. Uh, not that Chelsea doesn't need continue to need Prem results, and especially with that tough uh, stretch of fixtures, but considering just the list of priorities, every part of this club is going to be thinking about Wednesday night against Real Madrid in the second leg, a, a tie that's completely wide open. Mateo Kovacic still hurt. I think he'll probably be fit for this game, but not play as a way to save him for that second leg that I mentioned. Have no idea. I wouldn't be shocked to see Chelsea go out and put like a Billy Gilmore out in midfield instead of even just Conte and Virginia just to switch things up. Like it's going to go pretty deep, deep into the depth chart for Chelsea. <clears throat> and yet, you know, bet Fulham at your own risk. I had him plus 400 in that Arsenal game I mentioned, 97th minute heartbreak. I mean, I don't know why I didn't put a half goal uh, spread protection on there. That was me being a moron, I guess. But I loved him plus 400. I thought they could beat Arsenal. And they had that game in the bag until the, the effing 97th minute. So uh, I'm really, really salty about Fulham right now. Five in a row without a win. I don't think they win this game. This feels like Chelsea 1-0, Chelsea 2-0, maybe 1-1. Kind of any of those three results, all of those would be fine for the under two and a half. Um, I would pounce on it though. The moment you hear this, it sounds like it's moving in the wrong direction. So under two and a half minus one twelve is is what I have, Tom. Yeah, it's down to minus one twenty five now. Um, I don't know. Would you consider Fulham plus the goal then? What is it about even on that price? Yeah, even money. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. I mean, again, the Chelsea two nil win is not out of the question. But, you know, could we see a game? Now, keep in mind, the last time these two teams played, <clears throat> there was a uh, Fulham red card was basically the only reason that Fulham didn't win that game. They were playing really, really well against Chelsea. So there's the matchup things that Fulham does well uh, against this team. It is a West London derby, technically. Um, I, don't, I don't mind that, actually. I, I, might, I might take that with the under. I might take that with the under. We will have to see. The, I don't know. I still want to stay away from the Champions League teams. Yeah. They, they've just proven to be really weird in the in their weekend fixtures. But we will have to see on that one. The next game is just scream stay away from me because we are finally adhering back to our rule. Everton even money. Villa plus 275. The draw plus 255. Um, literally, my notes have you could play Everton. You could play the draw. You could play Villa plus the half goal at minus 125. And the reality is, at the end of the day, played none of them. Um, Villa's probably going to win this game just because Everton is going to make sure that there's no hope of that Champions League fixture uh, future. And they also need some wins to make sure that they get into the Europa League. And this is a classic drop point situation. I'm staying away. Tom, rules are made to be broken. And I think I'm just going to continue to break the don't bet I've Everton broken it. rule. I, I've broken it the last three weeks. It hasn't worked I... out. <clears throat> Uh, well-behaved gamblers rarely make history and I'm going to be very naughty on this bet and take Everton. Uh, I have them at minus one of three. I looked at a lot of these numbers uh, a, a day ago, so that could have moved a little bit. I'm assuming it's still relatively close to even and keep in mind, Jack Reeler's still out. I don't, I think there's an assumption he might not come back this year at this point, which was not, did not seem to be the case a few weeks ago. We seem to be making yeah, progress. I don't know. 
if he had a setback. I don't even really know what the situation is there. All I know is Jack Grealish is out listed out for this game. And uh, I look, Everton's a much better team than Villa. So I'm going to bet it that way and, and just have a nonsensical result. Kill me. See, I, I'm going to not bet it. And then finally Everton's going to get a win. That's, that's my strategy. Because if I bet Everton, they're going to lose. The other day, I bet Spurs because I was like, oh, Everton's not going to win this game. And Everton's like, oh, guess what? We're going to go out and get a tie. So not only don't you win, but we don't win. And you feel nothing but pain. Yeah. You're hedging heart and wallet, which which we respect around here. And it did not work out. I lost both. (laughs) Newcastle versus Arsenal. Newcastle plus 270, Arsenal even money, the draw plus 260. (laughs) Arsenal getting back. This game, of course, is on Sunday, but they're getting back from from their Thursday Europa League fixture. I don't know. Newcastle needs points. Well, don't look now, but Newcastle's seventh best in the uh, form table uh, over the last five games uh, in the Prem because – because of course, I mean, we just when we think we have one of the kind of key elements of life hammered down, which is fade Newcastle, they start to actually play solidly. Uh, do Steve Bruce's guys been going doing well going forward? Finally, showing some attacking identity, which is crazy considering they you know have still had an Almiron injury in that stretch, but gotten a lot out of Joseph Willock, who is of course a low knee from Arsenal. He scored in back to back games. I'm looking to see him. I, I got to look at the numbers maybe for a prop for him to score in this game uh, because I think he'll be wanting to, you know, impress the bosses back there. And he's in great form. And Newcastle in general, eight goals in their last four. I kind of don't hate an overplay here, but I'm probably just staying the hell away in general. Arsenal-Newcastle games have been pretty crazy over the years. One of the most famous games, you know, over the last, like, decade was that – I can't remember which way. One team was leading 4 nil and the other came back, and it was a 4-4 final. I don't remember which way it went. But uh, they're usually pretty nuts. I think it could be nuts here. So I might think about an over, like, 2.75 over 3. But I'm probably not touching either way, just because, I mean, ordinarily I'd think, like, oh, I'm going to bet Arsenal and clench my teeth. But with the form that Newcastle's in right now, I'm not sure I'm on the fade Newcastle train anymore. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you can be. Like you said, seventh best in the form table. They're actually playing well, and it looks like they're going to be able to survive the season, which is really big and not something that we really expected uh, at this point maybe five weeks ago. And so we're going to have to see on this team, but I'm with you. If anything, I might look Newcastle to win this game for the Arsenal's. I don't mind it. I do not mind that. All right. Huge game coming up. Big rivalry. Man U, Liverpool. Man U plus 170. Liverpool plus 150. Draw plus 260. Man U's at home. They're dogs. They don't need this game. Liverpool does. Man U's coming off a very, very uh, goal-scorey midweek Thursday night Europa League fixture against Roma. They absolutely pounded them. Um, I don't know. I like Man U because I don't like Liverpool in this spot. Uh, at the end of the day, I think the draw might be your best bet, though. Out of the three on the money line, I would agree. I, you know, you, you mentioned what you did about the kind of teams coming off of a Wednesday. I think there's even more truth about that on teams coming off of a Thursday game. You could make the same case in that Newcastle Arsenal game. 
looking at recent fixtures between these two teams, there's the nil-nil in their last Prem matchup, but a 3-2 in the FA Cup game before that. Uh, in general, uh, United's attack can really turn on the burners when they want to. After being complete away darlings for much of this year, they've now scored 13 goals in their last four home games. Of course, a lot of that's from the a half a dozen uh, in this last midweek, but um, still impressive, really good going forward. They won't have Marcel in this game. He is hurt. Pool three draws in a row. I just, I don't, you know, Liverpool obviously needs this game so much more than United. And I don't want to bet Liverpool at all. So, yeah, it's either draw or possibly an under somewhere in the 2.75 range. The problem with that is you're laying minus 130 juice. And I prefer a little bit more protection than that anyway. So I might stay away. I'm Right now I have under 2.75 listed as my play. Um, maybe I'll piggyback you on the draw. Because I just think in terms of playing the kind of the odds and the values there, the draw is the most likely out of those three money line plays. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking in this one. I think that Man U is tired enough that they're not going to go full bore in this game, and I think that Liverpool is bad enough that they're not going to be able to win it, which puts me at around the draw. Plus, it's a cagey affair between two big rivals. Those have gone draw more often than not this season, so I'm really not hating that play here. Next game up, I have no plays in this one. Too much, too, too much mystery here, and the line is terrible. Spurs minus 360, Sheffield plus 1050 in the drop plus 460. I can't bet the over. I can't bet the under. Uh, we don't know how this team is going to really look. We haven't really seen them in the post Mourinho era just yet. Sheffield's really bad. So you can't play them on the money line. And I don't really like the draw plus 460 either. And the numbers are too prohibitive for Spurs minus one. So let me ask you this. Why, why do you not love an under? I don't love an under because they could come out and just hammer him in this game. They could play. They could play the non-anti-football that Mourinho plays and come out and actually play an attacking game. We just don't know anything yet, so I'm more than willing to stay away here. I guess my thing is Spurs haven't really been hammering teams very often lately. But again, the manager changed there. I mean, this is only the second game in charge for Ryan Mason. His first game in charge was a, a very tough one to have to go up against City in a in a uh, final in the League Cup final. So I'm kind of I'm very interested to see his approach. I have under three juiced at minus one thirty circled. I'm probably going to try something on the under, just seeing what we've known from both Tottenham and Sheffield United this season. Um, Sheffield also, by the way, have like <clears throat> like a third of their usual eleven out for this game, so they're already bad and they're going to be even worse. You know, if, if that means anything for you in terms of maybe a Tottenham play, I don't want anything to do on the Spurs numbers. I mean, there's just not a spread number that I like. Uh, enough and obviously you can't take a money line so yeah more than anything I mean I, I have a lot of curiosity as far as what Ryan Mason will do here um, and I probably will try and under just assuming some of the Mourinho era carries over which by the way I mean out of all the things the Super League conversation robbed us of for two days Mourinho getting fired on the first on that Monday yes Tom, yes I, I mean that should have dominated the entire narrative for a week and we couldn't even enjoy it yep that was out of the news in like two hours he was the only casualty of the super league era the only manager <laughs> exactly. fired during the era of the super league exactly yeah i mean spurs, spurs fans uh were basically you know otherwise would have been overjoyed and were basically just apathetic and being like well soccer's dead anyway so what do we care 
that was also the that was it that that was what we in the industry call a dick move firing him before the uh, the the Carabao Cup final. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, was, also like the fact that those ru- so I mean you know we've been on the, the show talking about those rumors. <clears throat> I don't know in January February about like when when are they firing Mourinho to wait until almost May. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is fantastic. Uh, it's just incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm going under three minus one thirty is what I have for now. Not one of my favorite okay. plays of the week, but that's what I'm going here. I don't hate it. I don't hate the under three. West Brom Wolves draw plus two twenty. Wolves plus one sixty five is the <laughs> slight road favorite. West Brom plus one seventy five. Anything? So when you look at the you know <clears throat> the form table, when you look at trying to find any kind of trends, when you're looking at expected goal stuff, when you're just trying to get some kind of a math sense of what is happening in the league. West Brom and Wolves are your absolute enemies for anything there because there's nothing trend-wise that makes any sense for them in terms of looking at a side in this game, in terms of looking at a total in this game. You know, both are just completely all over the place. I will say West Brom, once one of our great phage train teams, they – only have three losses in their last 10. So obviously a lot of draws thrown in there, but considering the form that they were in earlier in the year that they've now, you know, put five goals past Chelsea and really got in that attack going with guys like Mateus Pereira and Caleb Robinson, genuinely fun attack to watch at times, Tom, right now, this West Brom team. Uh, Wolves, on the other hand, uh, you know, they're coming off of a four, four nil loss at home to Burnley. That should be like automatic relegation, that just that result alone. Uh, but obviously they're going to be safe. Jimenez is out for the year. Their bread and butter still is good defensive soccer. So when you're giving up four to Burnley, that's worrying. Um, and I just, you know, they are, they're kind of like good defensively against bad teams, but leak in against teams in good attacking form with the Burnley game, just completely throwing even that take out the window. I kind of like, you know, just look at the prices. I kind of like an over two and a quarter minus 110 here, Tom. Uh, I just think you can get an over on a small number now, I would not be shocked at a nil-nil whatsoever, but <clears throat> I think that price is wrong. I think you're, you know, ordinarily going to see that higher up at two at, you know, needing to go two and a half or 2.75. So going over a two and a quarter, very small number, uh, makes sense to me here. Just seeing how these teams at times have been putting up goals. Even Wolves can still put up goals randomly, often in garbage time in these games. Uh, so... I, I don't know. I, I, I already hate myself for doing this, but I'm going over in a West Brom Wolves game, which if I had done that in the first half of the season, I would have been kicked off the show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, th- things change, but I, I just don't see anything with this game. This game, this game is not coming to me. Granted, I should probably be going against my gut the way my bets have been going the last several weeks, but, but this game, I just don't see any side where I'd be interested in anyway. So I don't really see anything that I would definitely not want to take, which I would probably have to take there on the reverse <laughs> psychology plays. It, it's going to be a game that I don't really want to watch, so I don't really want to bet. Burnley, <laughs> plus 205. West Ham, plus 128. Draw, plus 255. West, the, the, the ride West Ham train is, is falling off the rails, my friend. Do we, do we get back on here, or is this the Oregon Trail? And if we get back on with the cart hasn't fixed the wheel, we're going to get dysentery and die. West Ham plus 128 would be the play here. Burnley, trash. West Ham, supposed to not be trash. But guess what? They lost to Newcastle two weeks ago. But hey, Newcastle getting up there in the forum table. Does West Ham get back at it? 
Well, I, <clears throat> betting games involving Burnley dysentery is certainly a, a very real possibility. Burnley dysentery. Uh, a, a solid, <laughs> solid Claret and Blue Derby here. We do love uh, colorways matching up. I just think, I think the prices are uh, completely out of whack. I, I think they don't make sense. It seems like an overreaction to West Ham losing those two games that you mentioned. Um, and it seems like an overreaction to Burnley smashing a bad Wolves team 4-0. Uh, you know, I think the Hammers are still really good and have as much to play for as anyone in Europe, you know, trying to make the Champions League. So I, uh, you know, I have them at plus 125. I think you mentioned it's 128 now. I mean, look, anything plus, really, truly, anything on the plus side of even, I think you have to take West Ham here, Tom. So give me West Ham. I mean, I'm with you, but I don't know. This this one, I, I don't like this one. I mean, let's put it this way. Burnley, we know Burnley doesn't doesn't come off of a 4-0 win and then follow that up with an impressive result. West Ham doesn't come off of two bad results and follow it up with a third. I think that's as much of this as anything. All right. That's a fair point. Now let's shift over to the best league on the planet. Let's talk some MLS action here because we got a couple games to bring you there. Starting with, Taylor, you've got to play in RSL versus SKC. Yeah, so I, I am sitting on some SKC futures, both uh, to win the conference. Uh, actually, sorry, just to win the conference. Um, and I also have an Alan Pulido uh, golden boot future. So I'm kind of just cont- continuing to look at SKC results uh, week to week. Um, <clears throat> they winners in their opening game against uh, the Red Bulls on the road. That very, I think we were both on them against Orlando uh, in that game that finished 1-1. Pretty late Orlando goal killed us in that game last time out. I just think SKC continues to be kind of undervalued here. I have them locked up at plus 160. A lot of different guys who can make noise in terms of Espinoza and Shelton and Polito, assuming that he's back in this game. Uh, I think they're better than RSL, and I think the number's out of whack. So, Rail Salt Lake Sporting KC... Best league on earth. Give me sporting uh, plus 160, Tom. I mean, I like the play. I'll probably be telling you there. I'm looking to Houston Dynamo versus LAFC. Dynamo plus 180 at home. LAFC plus 123 on the road and the draw plus 280. Give me LAFC. Um, I think that they're finally starting to round into form. They had, of course, that game. Uh, they, they, they beat the Sounders. And then they had uh, a very sleepy nil-nil or was it a 1-0 or nil-nil opener against Austin? I think it was 1-0. I think they might have gotten a – was it Was it not 2-0? It might have been 2-0, yeah. But they it, it was a sleepy life, game, but they came alive and they got the garbage time goal. You're right. Uh, yeah, yeah. This L.A. team is getting better each week. They played a really good game against the Sounders. The Dynamo are not a good team. Uh, even on the road, I like LAFC in the spot. That makes sense to me. I, I think, uh, you know, especially early, I'm like, we'll, we'll see some disappointment from LAFC at some point this year, I think. But I think this this stage of the season, um, you know, when they're banging goals in, it makes sense. Now I've got one more L, uh, MLS play here. Portland plus 215, Dallas plus 116, and the draw plus 255. I don't understand this number at all. Portland, Portland. is the better team. Yeah. Take Portland here. <clears throat> Totally. I, I didn't even see that. I The moment I heard that, I said Portland all, all day, all day. Yeah, we, we, we like Portland here in this one. That's a lot of value. Now, I've got one more play for you this weekend. Oh, okay. It's a little bit nuts. Oh, geez. But hear parlay? me out. Not a parlay. 
There is one team. We're going to Germany. Okay. The DFB Deutsche Pokal semifinal games. We love the Pokal. We love the Pokal. Dortmund going up against Holstein Kiel. Holstein Kiel is 13 to 1. They've already, second division, Bundesliga 2. They've already beaten Bayern in this competition. Why not take a shot at 13 to 1, my friend? Why not? If it hits, we're positive (laughs) for the year. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you're not losing. Who cares? If it doesn't hit, no one knows. If it hits, you're a genius. Also, uh, uh, like, Yes, Halan's probably going to score 12 in this game alone. Yeah. Um, but, oh, man, wouldn't it be a fantastic story if they come out and they win this? I uh, I love that. I mean, I might, you know, I might put like a, a, a quarter unit on that. Yeah, why not? 10 bucks, you win 130. Yay, yeah. I, I don't hate that at all. Put your laundry quarters into it. Exactly. It's Chili's money. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some best bets here. Oof. Must I've be, got, I, I guess. Go ahead. I've, you, got you one, I've got one game. That's it. I All like right, the it. LAFC plus 123 game. I'm putting an MLS game in my best bets. All right. I. Uh, you might as well at this point. We might as well only do MLS games in best bets, right? <laughs> at this point, we're, we're shifting to, to summer mode anyway. Uh, I'm going to go under two and a half in Chelsea Fulham. Um, I, I just think all of the kind of plausible and probable results in that game yield the under Chelsea typically have not been blowing out teams in the spot. And particularly with all the trap game stuff, if you wanted a full and plus one play on top of that, feel free. So uh, yeah, I, you know, you're laying a little bit of juice and it seems to be moving the wrong way, but I, I already have it up. So under two and a half minus minus one twelve and Chelsea full and best bet. I'm going to go draw plus two sixty Liverpool menu best bet. Okay. This is a tough also, slate this week. I really don't yeah. like my own best bets. There's there's a lot. I have a lot of leans, but I have nothing where I'm saying these are my three favorite plays. So these are like we're reaching here, guys, this week. Well, you get some unit help there uh, if that ends up hitting, which totally could. A lot of draws happen in that in that series, by the way. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go uh, to the, the Clarendon Blue uh, Derby, Burnley and West Ham. I just think the numbers are out of whack. I think it's time for West Ham to bounce back. Let's put it this way, Tom. If West Ham don't win this game, their top four hopes are probably dead or at least yep. close to it. And if you can't beat Burnley in the heart of a top four race, you don't deserve to finish in the top four. So I do think West Ham deserves to continue to be in the conversation at the very least. I have West Ham at plus 125 beating Burnley. Best bet. All right. I'm going back to MLS Portland plus 215. Too much value on a better team. Give, give me them as a best bet here. I love the MLS action. I'm going to follow you up with a major league soccer best bet. My third and final rail salt Lake and sporting Kansas city sporting plus one sixty. So I do have two solid plus plays. Hopefully it can help that unit money management side of the best bets corner. Uh, hopefully hitting both West Ham and sporting. Uh, so give me sporting plus one sixty. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for us here from betting the high line. May the picks be ever in your favor. May the goals be plentiful unless you have the unders and may your weekend be a good one as we enjoy the waning moments of the Premier League season and the waxing moments of the MLS season. I love soccer. It's here all year round. It's the best thing. 
Ladies and gentlemen, have a good weekend. I'm Tom Viola. You can follow me on Twitter at TV at work. You can follow Taylor Wilson at ATLTWill with one L. This has been Betting the High Line, and we wish you all the best. <laughs>